Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Prosecco and Ponies with Tony. For today, I wanted to tell you a little story about my most favorite photo shoot that I've ever done. That <laughs> that doesn't sound like proper English. Oh my god. Anyways, I have been shooting uh, as a full-time photographer now for just over three years, and I've been shooting on the side for about 10 years before that, and I have been so lucky to have shot with all sorts of people for all sorts of different occasions. I've shot weddings and families and pet birthdays, which are so much fun. It sounds so cheesy, but goddamn, they're the best time. Don't invite me to a party unless there's a pet in a hat. Um, I've shot newborns and a ton of boudoir and fine art still life, which are my two sort of main things. And even recently, I've shot a funeral service, which I know sounds a little strange, but I am so blessed that this family trusted me enough to have me with them on such an important day while they said farewell to a loved one. And it actually wasn't weird. It wasn't uncomfortable. They were so lovely and um, I would totally do it again. I think sometimes we forget that death is very different for every family, and even though someone is passed, that time doesn't stop for the rest of us, even if it feels like it should. Anyway, that topic is for a different episode, and I'm going to try not to lecture on photography too much. Um, so as I said, this episode is about my favorite photo shoot and why I think photography is more important than people give it credit for, and they remember. So... A while ago, my Nana was at my house, as she often was, and Nana was our official puppy sitter. Whenever we went away or had to be out of the house for longer than eight or nine hours, Nana would always come and stay with us and puppy sit, and she would often stay a few extra days just to hang out, which was wonderful. Nana was one of my best friends. So that weekend, I had a bunch of things going on, and so did Jared, so Nana came to stay with us to watch the pups and visit. I remember that day so well. It was a Wednesday, and Nana had spent the weekend, and I was supposed to take her home on Thursday so that she could go to all her doctor's appointments with my mom. My mom sort of had every second Thursday off for Nana's appointments because her health was, it wasn't ever really great. <laughs> she had diabetes and COPD and um, she had some stuff. So my mom had to take every second Thursday off. They lived together and my mom would drive her to all her appointments. Anyways, I digress. That day, um, the day in question, we didn't start out and it didn't feel like a different day than any other day. Nana and I had lunch and we might have had a few whiskey gingers that she wasn't really supposed to have. And we sat at my tiny kitchen table and we talked for hours. We talked about our favorite songs. We talked about stories from when she was little. We talked about stories from when I was little. We talked about ghosts and books and life. And my Nana loved James Patterson. I swear to God, my Nana had every fucking James Patterson book that's ever come out in history. Um, but looking back, I really wish that I had written down the things that she said. And a lot of it, I wish I had tried harder to absorb it, like names and dates and things like that that she said. But that's the trouble, right? You never think that there's not going to be another opportunity. You always think there's going to be a better time to take notes or ask again, but we don't always get that. And 
I'd like to believe for the most part that I'm not someone that lives with a ton of regrets. I don't like to dwell really hard on the past and I don't like to think about things that I've done wrong or things that have hurt me um, because I can't fix it. I can't change it. But I will say that if I have two regrets in life, one is stopping my husband from punching this guy named Kent in the face because Kent ditched out on like $500 of bills when we were young and super broke. And we saw him in a mall and Jared was like, I'm going to punch him in the face. And I was like, no, leave him alone. But now I'm like, fuck, why didn't I let him punch that guy in the face? And the other the other regret is not jotting down notes and um, taking... I don't know, taking down memories while people I love are talking and telling stories. So I'd say that my strongest memory from that lunchtime talk was when Nana told me that growing up, one of her favorite songs was the song called Buttons and Bows by a lady called Dinah Shore. And I'm probably going to get in so much trouble for this, but I'm going to play like just a little clip. Bury me in this prairie, take me where the cement grows. Let's move down to some big town where they love a gal by the cut of her clothes. And I'll stand out. So Nana told me that her and her friend wanted to go to this little town fair that was happening. And so my great Nana, who is a story for another day, her and I were never really close uh, until she died. And I'm going to talk about that on a Mimosa Mystery Monday. But Great Nana made them these little dresses out of some kind of material. And I remember her saying that Great Nana used some sort of paper. And that's why I wish I would have written this down. Anyways, fuck, my brain is, honest to God, it's like Swiss cheese. I swear to you, the older I get, the more my brain is like, I don't remember stuff, but I remember song lyrics and that's it. That's all I remember. I don't know why I don't write more stuff down. Anyway, I digress. So Great Nana made Nana and her friend dresses, and she made Nana's friend a dress with big paper buttons on it, and then my Nana said she got a dress with big paper bows. And my Nana was a farm wife. She was married at 16, and she was never really a girly, really girly girl, And the thought of her being this little girl at a fair, all dressed up in bows with a friend, it's just one of those visuals that it makes my chest feel warm and my eyes get just a little bit wet. But after three or four or maybe like seven (laughs) whiskeys that she wasn't supposed to be having, and I probably shouldn't have been drinking at 1.30 in the afternoon, I had the most brilliant idea. And seriously, it shot into my brain like lightning. Photo shoot with Nana. So I said, we should do a photo shoot. And Nana laughed and then said, well, I'm just crazy enough to do it, but I don't have any sexy panties. And I laughed and I said, I'm not going to show your panties. And she looked very relieved. So at that moment, I was like, let's get down to business. So I put on buttons and bows and I let that play in the background with some of other, some of the other songs that she told me she liked while I did her makeup. We played Elvis and just some, some older country songs and things like that. And in my whole life, 
I think I've seen Nana with lipstick on maybe less than a handful of times. She literally never wore makeup. So I did her makeup, I curled her hair, and I took a picture of her sitting at the table with all of her makeup on, smiling, and we just had the best time. And we laughed and laughed and laughed about how silly it was that we were even doing this and how funny it was that this 77-year-old woman was going to do a photo shoot. So, um... And not that they can't, just that it was, it just was the whole situation. It was ridiculous. So anyways, it was time to get down to business. So I grabbed my camera. I grabbed a bunch of props uh, that I thought would be fun to incorporate into the shoot. And so I wrapped her in this really fancy fabric that I had. It was about three meters long. So I got her to stand in the middle of the living room and I walked around her with this fabric like I was wrapping just the most adorable gift ever. And I said, did you want some jewelry? And she said, I want to wear a crown. And I was like, uh, yeah, do unicorns shit cupcakes? Of course you can wear a fucking crown. So obviously I had one on hand and ready to go. So I got the crown on her and we took a whole bunch of photos in front of the window and she was being so silly and it was just the most wonderful. (laughs) We just had the best time. And at one point... I got her to lay down on the floor in front of the window and I tried to put these nude colored stilettos that I had. Um, I tried to put those on her and they absolutely did not fucking fit. And she kept yelling at me while I was trying to like slam the shoes over her bunion. Um, (laughs) And eventually my my 95 pound German shepherd uh, Winston came over to bark in my face for making Nana yell because he loved her so much and he knew when she was yelling that I was doing something she didn't like. Uh, But it was for the shoot, like fuck. I have no regrets about bruising her foot. I know I'm so horrible. I told her that was payback for that time she blamed a fart on me to a guy at the grocery store. Anyways, apparently... Getting Nana onto the floor was much easier than getting her up from the floor. So just to give you a visual, my Nana was sort of one of those little ladies that were almost as round as they are tall, and she's wrapped on the floor in three meters of this silky black fabric covered in gold sequins, which is actually way more slippery than you think it's going to be. So now she's stuck on the floor in this slippery fabric on already slippery laminate flooring. And neither of us are sober because we had a whole bunch of whiskey at lunchtime. So it took me almost 40 minutes. I'm not even kidding you. 40 minutes to get her up off the floor. She had bad hips and bad legs And we were both drunk. And so we kept laughing and I kept having to sit down and we both laughed so hard that both of us cried all of our makeup off from how just absolutely ridiculous we were being. We had the best day and those photos turned out so, so precious. They're some of, they're probably my most loved photos and I have them all over my house. I have them on my phone. And days later... After I had taken her home, I found a note that she had written to me and she had hid it in the spare room for me to find later. So I'm going to try to read it to you without losing my shit. So bear with me. 
because it's in her handwriting. So she wrote, thank you so much for the lovely holiday. You two are so precious, so loving, and so full of love that it makes my heart sing. The photo shoot was amazing. I've never laughed so hard in my life. You made me feel like I was pretty. Keep up the good work, honey. I'm so proud of you both. I loved sliding across the floor in my sexy sorry like a hot virgin. I love you from your boudoir nana. How adorable is that? I still have it. I'm thinking maybe I should just put that in a frame and put it on my wall somewhere, but I just keep it sort of safely tucked in a drawer. But two months later, Nana was gone. Uh, it was very sudden. And I don't think I need to tell you the significance of these photos for me and even for my whole family. They tell you everything that you need to know about her loving, beautiful spirit. This lady had been through more trauma than I can even imagine, and she was always the most loving person I had ever known. Even after she passed away, um, her church used those photos in a little ceremony that they did for her, and cab drivers that were uh, cab drivers in the town that my Nana lived in would come to talk to my mom to say, we loved your mom so much. She was so wonderful. She made our day. The waitress at the her favorite restaurant would just, you know, tell my mom how wonderful she was. So my Nana had made such an impact on so many people. And she was one of those people that only ever spoke out of love. She always had a joke to tell or something nice to say. And she loved with every single piece of her. And Sometimes I feel like I got a lot of my personality from her. Her and I were always up to really crazy things, which is probably why we did a boudoir photo shoot in the middle of the afternoon after drinking a bunch of whiskey. But I always had so many running jokes about all the crazy things that Nana said or did whenever she would watch our house um, or the dogs, there would always be something would be broken or they would be peanut butter on light switches and... Uh, one time I found her toenail in the washing machine, which I think I might do a whole episode about. But I hope that I continue to make her proud. So long story short, pictures are so important. Pictures are part of your legacy. It's a frozen moment that will never be the same. So take pictures of things that you love. Hire a photographer to take family photos or portraits of you. I promise that you will want to look back at them someday, even if the memories are hard. You might laugh. You might cry. Either way, it's so, so worth it. Um, I think I'll post a few of the photos on my Instagram page when I put up this episode, so you'll have to let me know what you think. As always, I would love some stories to read from my listeners. If you have any stories about spending time with silly grandparents or experiences about getting photos done or literally any story at all. I would love to hear them. I keep begging and nobody is sending me anything. <laughs> I do have a couple for some Mimosa Mystery Monday episodes, but that's it. And it's not quite enough yet for a whole episode. So please keep them coming. You can find me at Prosecco and Ponies on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find my art on Instagram at Brittany Jill Photography or BrittanyJillPhotography.com. And that's it. I hope you enjoyed my Nana story. Stay hydrated, my friends. 